Hey everyone, this is Joe, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of Marvel Therapy Group. Now we know that the Avengers 4 trailer has dropped and been released, and we know that it's now called Endgame, which is what a lot of us predicted. However, it is not what we were planning on talking about this week. So stay tuned, we will talk about it in the coming weeks. But for now, enjoy the, these words from our partner podcast. Hello there. Being a bounty hunter, my job takes me all across the galaxy. On my travels, I like to listen to the scruffy-looking Nerd Herders podcast. It's a weekly podcast that discusses all things nerd and geek-related, such as comic books, video games, movies, and even tabletop games. It's available on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, and any other apps where you get your podcasts from. Oh, gotta go. Business calls. Dreaming about teaming up with a superhero? Heartbroken about the latest comic death? Do you find your conversations always turning to Marvel? Then welcome Marvelites to your therapy session. Join your hosts as we explore the realms of the Marvel Universe, taking you into new insights, movie reviews, and debates. Here, we won't try to cure any obsessions, but fuel them because the world is better nerdy. Welcome to your Marvel Therapy Group. Hello, listeners, and welcome to another episode of Marvel Therapy Group. I'm your host, Jack, and with me is... Joe! And today we have kind of a fun episode for you. Now, we all know that the Marvel Cinematic Universe is very, very large, and it's only getting bigger. There's still so many more movies we have yet to see, so many more movies they have yet to announce, and that means so many more characters we have yet to meet. We have an entire phase still. Phase four. There could be, like, 50 more phases, and we just don't know about it. Yeah. So today we thought we would give our picks for some actors that we'd love to see in the MCU or that we think would be a good fit for the MCU. Right. I would first like to point out before we do this that I am totally okay with actors having their big break here. Like, we don't always need well-known names. Yeah. Just when you... Because you hold... That's how the acting process works. You hold auditions and you cast the best person, right? I kind of like that Marvel... Ever really since Iron Man, their kind of philosophy has been for like, for casting their main characters. Their philosophy has kind of been they try to get actors who are kind of on the cusp of you know making it big, right? Like Brie Larson. Larson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I knew her name, but I've never seen her. In or like even going back to Robert Downey Jr. Like he was True. a name, but he wasn't like a big name. True. Yeah. Like you look back and how they almost cast Tom Cruise, and you would think if they cast Tom Cruise, that would have meant that from then on out they'd always be well. We got to get the biggest name for these movies, and yeah. it just totally would have changed how we look at the MCU. Well, Robert Downey Jr. was still a big name, but he hadn't been in anything in a long time, mm-hmm. and they like, like the Phoenix brought him back from the ashes. Yeah. X-Men reference. <laughs> so, we're going to talk about some big names that we know of that we just think would be fun to see. Do you want to start it off? We can go, like, one at a time. Yeah, and sure. Um, so, I'll start it off with an actor who brings a lot of joy into my life and everything he's in. Stan Lee. <laughs> he's already in the MCU. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> now, the person I'm going with is Mr. Peter Capaldi, a.k.a. the Twelfth Doctor. Now, I feel like Peter Capaldi is somebody whose star is on the rise. He's got a lot of nerd credit now, now that he was on Doctor Who. And uh, he's just great in everything he's in. I feel like he is a really... Not so much anymore. I think now people realize he's a really... He's 
what a great actor he is, but I feel like for a while he kind of was an underrated actor. But I feel like now people kind of, you know, people see he just, he brings out a lot in every part he's in. He brings out a lot in everybody who's in a scene with him. And I feel there are so many places you could put Peter Capaldi, but actually the role I had for him, this came to me one night when I was watching, not Doctor Who, but actually the show that was kind of what got him his big break or what sort of made him his household, made him like a household name, at least in the UK. So for those of you who are not Peter Capaldi aficionados, his first, his first kind of big, big role was on this British TV show called The Thick of It, which is kind of like the UK version of Veep. It's sort of making fun of British politics and sort of showing how crazy they are. And on that show, he plays a character called Malcolm Tucker. And Malcolm is a spin doctor for the Prime Minister. He kind of goes around to all the different departments and makes sure they're not saying anything that'll leak into the press and make the Prime Minister look bad. <laughs> and he is just, like, the most aggressive person. He just bullies everybody. He's, like, he swears so much. Like, if you ever look up Malcolm Tucker, it'll be, like, five minutes of him dropping the F-bomb in the most creative ways imaginable. And he kind of scares everybody he's around. There's always, like, oh, everybody's like, oh, crap, Malcolm's coming, Malcolm's coming. And so my idea would, that's the kind of person I would love to play J. Jonah Jameson. I was thinking that, because so it kind of looks yeah, the part, too. He's my pick for J. Jonah Jameson when they eventually recast him. Yeah, I'm one of those people who doesn't know him for anything besides Doctor Who. And I haven't even watched Doctor Who. I fell off the Whovian bandwagon. Not to say I couldn't very easily get back on it. It's a fun <laughs> bandwagon to be on, let me tell oh, you. Oh, I know. Yeah, I used to be on it, but <laughs> just lost track. Yeah, that's that'd be cool. Especially now, because... A lot of people do know him. Yeah. So they could incorporate him easily. He'd be a big get. He could be somebody you could put on the poster and they'd be like, oh, Peter Capaldi. Yeah. Yeah. I just saw this person. She didn't. She wasn't even on my list, but Helena Bottom Carter. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? I don't... I just thought of this. I don't know what she'd play, but uh, anything, really. Like, she's going to be Yeah, crazy. there's a lot of roles you could put her in. Yeah, because she can do anything. Something a little crazy. But yeah, I don't know if she'd want to be a villain because I feel like probably her, the role she's most known for now is probably uh, Bellatrix Lestrange. Le, le what? Lestrange. Lestrange. I was gonna say Lestrange, but I think it's Lestrange, isn't it? Um, in the books, everyone says Lestrange. She could be. Yeah, I have no idea. Although, maybe she could be something in the in the in the Eternals. Because that, that movie's coming out soon. Well, not soon, but it's being made into a movie. The Eternals. I don't really know. I don't really don't know too much about the Eternals, but they're pretty out there. So like a cosmic person, she could do it. Who else do you got? Oh, you want me to give another name, or you want to give a name off your list? Uh, I'll give my name. Oh, oh, Lady Deathstrike. <laughs> I don't know. Is that an X Men? Yeah, Lady character? Deathstrike is. Well, she's got Wolverine powers, but the claws come out of her fingertips. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a little insane. Oh, yeah. I can Helena see that. Bottom I Carter as Lady Deathstrike. Yes. <laughs> um, once the X Men get into the MCU, that is. So I actually. Then I have Eliza Dishku, and I can see her as She Hulk, especially because I think she voiced the She Hulk in a show. But Eliza Dishku is from. Well, a lot of Whedon, Joss Whedon shows. Mm -hmm. So she's, like, right up the alley. But she was in Buffy as Faith, one of the Vampire Slayers, and she was in Dollhouse, the main character of Dollhouse. If you haven't seen Dollhouse, you should check it out. It is... It's actually a really good show. It got cancelled too soon. It did. I'm still not over it. Yeah. 
my other name, so the next name on my list is, this is actually kind of selfish, but I said Peter Capaldi, and just because, if you get Peter Capaldi, then you'd have Christopher Eccleston and David Tennant and Peter Capaldi in the MCU, I mean, you gotta throw Matt Smith in there, so they can keep collecting doctors. Now again, I've only really seen him in, or as the doctor, but he's kind of, uh, a, um, happy-go-lucky. Yeah, yeah, a little whimsical. Yeah. He's, yeah, I... Yeah, I know. I've seen a little bit of The Crown. I know he plays a more sort of like traditional British regal role in that show. So I definitely think he's someone who has range. And again, he's got name recognition. I mean, he's a people people love themselves a Matt Smith. And I would actually this actually suggestion actually comes from a friend, but uh, he said uh, he'd love to see Matt Smith as sort of like a supernatural villain in a Doctor Strange sequel. Oh. Which I would actually be down for. That would be cool. I was thinking a spider person. A Spider-Man from a Spider-Verse thing. Mm. I don't know which one exactly, but Spider-Verse characters are... Um, have very different, varying personalities. Like uh, Spider-Man Noir. <laughs> like, it's not whimsical, but mm. I feel like you could do it. So, I have Julia Roberts. Because I think she's a good actress. She's been... Well, in a lot of things, but definitely. And I was thinking, the Wasp was already cast, but if it wasn't, I could see her being the Wasp. Maybe, like, Rachel Gray? I mean, Rachel Summers? She'd have to be someone a little... She could be, um, Mariah Taggart? Oh, I could see that. Moira. Moira, Moira yeah. Moira yeah. I was like, I'm not getting that name right, but... <laughs> Moira McTaggart is... Basically, she's a doctor, and she works with the X-Men a lot. I could see her being something like that, sort of like a older kind of like scientist kind of role. I could definitely see that, yeah. I also had Famke Jansen. Bring her back. She played Jean Grey. Oh, well, actually, the X-Men universe has stayed the same. It's not like the Daredevil and Fantastic Four movies where they, they're not in, in the universe anymore. Mm-hmm. The X-Men movies have stayed in the same universe. So she, I guess she is still, she could easily come back as Jean Grey. So never mind, she's already in the universe. <laughs> I mean, I feel like Marvel is 100% going to just reboot the X-Men instead of trying to deal with fitting them into their universe, but... Yeah. I mean, I don't know, they're, they're pretty good about, like, respecting what came before. So I could see her appearing in, like, a cameo somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, at the very least, they'll make the X-Men a different universe that merges. I could see that, like, Hugh Jackman and, like, Van Cade Jansen would do, like, a cameo or something. Yeah, Hugh Jackman even said that the only reason he'd come back is Wolverine is if he was pairing up with the Avengers. So he could definitely come back. Everyone likes him as Wolverine. I think that's a fair assessment. Hugh Jackman. He's a cool guy. Uh, I have Jennifer Garner. She played... She was the original Elektra. And I like her as an actress, so... I I watched a little bit of her show that was her big break on a alias where oh, she, okay. was like, she was like a super spy nice yeah bring her back yeah i don't she know if some butt yeah no she definitely has the acting fighting experience mary jane watson i mean no she's a little older now I'm about she to say, that would be a weird pairing with um oh you're year right old tom holland you're but right <laughs> that that's yeah marvels pushes boundaries i guess <laughs> i was thinking of like her election day, she was like ten years younger then. Um, who else? Can she do a Canadian accent? Maybe she can be part of Alpha Flight. I don't know. Maybe she is Canadian. 
I don't know. A lot of a lot of a lot of actors are like secretly Canadian. I mean, if you're an, if she can do the accent, she can act as a Canadian. All right. Uh, should I give it another name? Yeah. All right. So this guy is more just than someone that I'm surprised nobody scooped him up. And uh, and that would be Brian Cranston, otherwise known as Walter White from Breaking Bad. Oh. And it's he's a name that's been thrown around a lot for a lot of different roles. And yeah, I was really surprised no one scooped him. I'm a little less concerned someone's gonna scoop him up now that um. Disney bought Fox, but for a while I was like, oh, Marvel, come on, you gotta scoop this guy up or else DC is gonna take him or the X-Men is gonna, we're gonna do something with him. Mm-hmm. And, but yeah, I feel like I'm surprised nobody scooped up Brian Cranston, especially when he was still riding high off that Breaking Bad success. That's true. He's, he's a, he's a very, uh, he's an actor with a lot of range. He's, everybody knows he can play an amazing villain. Mm-hmm. He can play some really sinister characters and he's always been thrown around for names like, um, Norman Osborn or Lex Luthor. I know, he's always said he wanted to play Mr. Sinister in the X-Men. I, I don't know too much I, yeah, about his acting much style. About no, I know Mr. Sinister. I don't know too much about his acting style. Brian Cranston's acting mm-hmm. style. But what I do know, I couldn't see him as Mr. Sinister. Norman Osborn, definitely. Yeah, well, the thing about Brian Cranston, too, is that he's also, like, an amazing comedic actor. Like, his original kind of big break was on the sitcom Malcolm in the Middle, and people still love his performance as Hal, as Hal on that show. But Mr. Sinister's so. not a comedic character. He's He himself has said he'd want to play Mr. Sinister? He has said that's the character he's interested in. Alright, well just because he knows about Mr. Sinister, I'm gonna <laughs> give him that. If he thinks... I mean, you have to be an X-Man fan to know about Mr. Sinister. <laughs> so I think if he knows about it, and thinks he can do it, I'll give it to him. Yeah, I'll just say, somebody scoop up Brian Cranston, because he's got... Pretty much, he could play basically any character they wanted him to. If they wanted him to be a villain, he could be a really good villain. If they wanted him to be, like, a comedic side character, like Louise or John C. Riley in Guardians, he could do that and be really funny. <laughs> there's, there's, there's a lot you can do with Brian Cranston, so just scoop him up already. I have, and you have one of these people on your list, too, but Amy Poehler and basically the entire cast of Parks and Rec. Yeah. Little little off topic, but I've always said that if they were ever going to remake the Clue movie from the 1980s, they should just do it with the entire cast of Parks and Recreation. Yes, we have paired up. That's, that's the, the only characters. way it would work. And yeah, it would be pretty amazing. Much. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what Amy Poehler would play, but she's also a comedic actress. She would so. be Mrs. Peacock. No, not in Clue. Well, I mean, she would be, right? <laughs> she would be, yes. <laughs> She'd be funny. She'd be, they should make her like a friend of Aunt May's. So yeah. Like Marissa Tomei and Amy Poehler play off each other. That'd be good. They could bring in Tina Fey, too, and they could have, like, a nice, like, girl group in one of the Spider-Man movies. As long as they don't take a serious character and make it comedic. Even though, like, she's a good actress and she can pull off a character. But, you know, don't don't make it comedic for the sake of comedy. I get, I get what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You said, yeah, going off Amy Poehler. Uh, yeah, I said one of the guys I'd love to see would be Nick Offerman. Otherwise known as Mr. Ron Swanson. Mm-hmm. And the role I'd love to see him play, I'd love to see him be like an elder of the universe, be like this sort of like omniscient being who just kind of like knows everything and just kind of like is very, just, just kind of like just doesn't deal, just doesn't take any crap from any of the characters. He's just like, this is what's happening. Huh. I can see play that. Play a very deadpan Ron Swanson y kind of way. As the Beyonder. He'd have a good voice for the Beyonder. 
You have a good voice for any character, really. I mean, <laughs> I would freak out if I heard Nick Offerman's voice somewhere in the uh, MCU. Like, have him be the new Jarvis, even. That would be great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jarvis the, the Beyonder. The situation. There are some uh, metal-looking things flying at us. <laughs> yeah. The Beyonder. Do you know much about the Beyonder, Jack? No. Okay, so try to correct me if I'm wrong. But the Beyonder is an inhuman with the X-Gene as well, so he's a mutant, and then because of that he just became a cosmic being because he is that powerful. And the Beyonder is the one that started the first Secret Wars, where he took the Beyonder and decided he wanted to like play a game. He took a bunch of superheroes and a bunch of villains and brought them all to the Battle World, which is a place in space he created, and just had them fight it out. Um, what ended up happening in that, spoiler alert, because... Secret Wars has been out for 40 a years. Long time. 40? Yeah. Uh, Doctor Doom actually went up and challenged the Beyonder. Well, of course he did. Because of course he did. And because <laughs> Doctor Doom is actually really powerful and ended up somehow defeating the Beyonder and then transporting everyone back to Earth. But that's, that's what happened, essentially. Um, yeah. <laughs> the entire cast of Parks and Rec. They could find a spot for all. Although, uh... I love Aubrey Plaza is already. I was gonna say I love cast. Aubrey Plaza, and she's already in uh, um, Legion. Legion. Yes, so good for if her. If you haven't seen Legion, go check it out. That's. Uh, I'll say this: that April Ludgate's probably always gonna be her best character, but Legion is probably some of Aubrey Plaza's best acting. Yes. Like if you thought she was like a one-note actress, you will be blown away by her performance in Legion. Well, no, she's in that commercial for T-Mobile or Sprint or something. Some cell phone commercial. Where she's trying to convince someone to switch, and she break, busts to the wall, and it's like, what's it gonna take? It's selfie. <laughs> but no, you know, aside from Marvel, she would be an excellent China Sorrows from Skullduggery Pleasant. <laughs> Not that anyone knows who that is, unless you've read the book series. <laughs> but she'd be. I just picture her as China Sorrows. No, I know what you mean. Whenever Pleasant. I read a book, I'm always like, where can I throw Audrey Plaza into this thing? <laughs> <laughs> who else do I have? Oh. The Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. cast. Obviously, they're already in the universe, but bring them into the movies. That's all I ask. At this point, because I know for some reason, like, the TV shows and, like, the movies apparently, like, hate each other, but, like, I would, I would, at this point, I will just take, like, a five-second, like, pan at some point in Avengers 4. Like, oh, the universe is ending. There's this big spaceship flying towards Earth. Just pan around and show all these scared people looking up and like one pan is like the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. cast and like one pan is like Daredevil and Jessica Jones. Yes. That's it. And they don't do anything else. Like yes. that's what it takes to get them in the movie fine. Exactly. I would be, I think every Marvel fan, our MCU fan would be fine with that too. That's all we want. Yeah. Just some sign of the con- continuity and the connectivity of it all. That's all we want. <laughs> um, Tom Hanks. Yeah. I always take more Tom Hanks. <laughs> yeah. Everybody likes Tom Hanks. Yes. I don't know what he would be, but he has to be something gallant. Yeah, you could word. really have him play anything, because he's a really good comedic actor, too. Yeah. Like, that was really his big thing in the 80s, was comedy. <laughs> Namor. <laughs> That'd be funny. Um, I have, for those who can't see it, because it's a podcast, I have the Marvel Encyclopedia, and I'm just flipping through to look at characters and... And for those of you who can see because it's a podcast, well done. You are 
from our very <laughs> talented people. Yeah, seriously. You have your own superpowers. Who else do you have? So you're not going to know this guy, but uh, for our listeners who are Breaking Bad fans, going off Brian Cranston, the other guy I think should be in the MCU is John Carlo Esposito, who played Gus on Breaking Bad, who was kind of like the main villain towards in like the last couple seasons. And the reason I, uh, the reason he comes to mind is that I remember in an interview there was one point they were talking to him and you know the interviewers are interviewers are always like oh would you like to be in a superhero movie, and he said something kind of interesting because he was like well they um, they did offer me they wanted me for a TV show but I said no because I know if you're in a TV show you can't be in a movie and I really want to be in a movie, <laughs> so I'm like all right I mean you got to put him in a movie now. I think Tom Hanks could be Senator Robert Kelly, who's kind of a vi- he's a human, so like a villain without any superpowers, but he could definitely do the political play. That'd be interesting. But Tom Hanks really doesn't play villains, right? Yeah, that'd be cool. I could see that. I have Liam Neeson as Kang. Fight me on that. <laughs> I think his voice and his demeanor. Perfect for Kang. You talking about like his um, like um, what's the quote from? I have a partic- I have a particular set of skills. Right. Yeah, <laughs> Kang is, he's a time traveler mm. who basically just goes around time and conquers the world at that time period. So. <laughs> well, I know Kang. people are always like, "Oh, Kang has to be the next big bad." I've said that. I've said that. There's you, you, and people, Joe. <laughs> I had the I had the thought first. Uh, debatable. Really, I was not. I don't remember being influenced by anyone. <laughs> I don't think I read a comment or read an article about that. I just I thought of Kang. You just put that out into the universe. And yes. The universe took it and <laughs> ran with it. Did you not listen to our last two episodes? Our last those last episodes on our Phase Four predictions. I mentioned Kang. Kang. Yeah, that'll be good. <laughs> Who else? Uh, so I have Emily Blunt from uh, Edge of Tomorrow, A Quiet Place, The New Mary Poppins. And I know Emily Blunt's a name that's been thrown around a lot for uh, Invisible Woman Invis- with yep. John Krasinski, and I would actually love that. That would be cool. I could definitely see that. But I actually had a cool idea for what they could do with Emily Blunt if that didn't work out. So, fun fact, when I was researching for, like, another idea for this podcast, I came across a list of actors who were almost in the MCU, which you might still do an episode about at some point, but one of the names was uh, Emily Blunt, and she was originally the first choice for Black Widow in Iron Man 2, but unfortunately she couldn't be in that movie because you know what she was filming at the time? The Office? Just take take a wild guess. Wait, I don't know who this is. Just take a wild guess about what Emily Blunt was filming at the time that maybe that meant she couldn't do Iron Man 2. So what year was that? I don't know. Was she in a documentary? She was in... <laughs> I don't know. Gulliver's Travels with Jack Black. Okay. She had to turn down the opportunity of a lifetime in the MCU because she had to make a really, really bad movie with Jack Black. Oh, she was okay. already committed to okay. making a really bad movie with Jack Black. Well, that is unfortunate. That is, that is like, one of the most disappointing things I think I've ever read. <laughs> I just felt so bad for her, even though it all worked out. But I think that has to be fixed, and so my idea would be to make that sort of full circle, is she should play the villain in a Black Widow movie. 
That'd be cool. Like, she should be Or, like, no, you know what? Black Widow... Ha- there are two Black Widows. There were two Black Widows at one point, I believe. So let her play the other Black Widow. Black Widow. And the other Black Widow could be the villain. There's... Yeah, that's kind of what I was... Like, I, I was thinking something like uh, she was also trained in the Red Room with uh, Scarlett Johansson. Right. And so she's, like, just as trained as she is. Yep. And then they sort of, they fight, and she has her own thing, and Scarlett Johansson has to stop that. Definitely. And that could be, um... Because I think that the Black Widow movie that's coming out will take place in the past. It'll kind of be like a backstory, so that would be mm-hmm. a great way to explore the Red Room and her story. Maybe Emily Blunt's character was her friend, and then Scarlett Johansson has to kill her, and that's... That'd be good. <laughs> yeah, they had a run in um in Mark Wade when Mark Wade wrote um, Black Widow. There was a run where uh, she has to fight another survivor of the Red Room. Oh, here it is, Yelena Belova, like Natasha. Oh, sorry, I have the Marvel Encyclopedia in front of me. You've mentioned that. Oh, I did. Okay. Yelena Belova. Like Natasha, Yelena Belova was trained at the KGB's Red Room. She once worked for Hydra, who had transferred her mind into a super adaptoid body. Yelena now serves in the High Council of AIM. So maybe that's who I'm thinking of. But yeah, like, basically another Black Widow. Emily Blunt does Yelena Belova. I mean, they have to tone it down a little bit, but... Tone what down? Just all of that about what you just read. I don't think so. She's trained in the Red Room. She worked for Hydra. Perfect tie-in. They did. They have mentioned AIM. Advanced Idea Mechanics. I believe they did. In yeah, the just either Ham- the TV show because in Iron Man two, Justin Hammer's advanced idea mechanics. Oh right? yeah, if I feel like Marvel forgets that half the stuff they did in Iron Man two, right? Like they tried to set up the, um, that first villain as the Mandarin because he had the rings. Yeah. Oh well. Uh, should I go? Yeah. Wait, wait, no, because you have. Who else do you have? Uh, oh, so this is my last name, but, um, so I said Daniel Craig. Yes. He could either be, okay, so he was James Bond, the latest James Bond. He could either be Mephisto. Mephisto's basically the devil. Mm Mm-hmm. Or I could see him as Mr. Sinister. I could see him as the thing. Really? I think he has the right, well, I think he has the right kind of temperament for the character. Maybe. He's sort of, he's gruff, but he's got kind of like a... He's got kind of like a sense of humor at the same time. He's got kind of like a dark sense of humor. Yeah, as long as he can do a, that Bronx accent. Yeah, yeah, he's got he's got like a right kind of body type. You know, he's like pretty muscular. I mean, even though they probably just CGI the character, you could sort of he has that kind of he he almost has kind of like a rough sort of look at, at right now that like he would kind of make sense why he would become a stone guy. Mm. Interesting. I like the original cast members, so that guy could come back. I don't know the guy's name. The original thing, but Michael Chiklis or something, sure, yeah, something like that. Like that. I, yeah, bring him back. My <laughs> last <same> two, <laughs> yeah, that's he, took... never, he hasn't taken it off because he keeps waiting for the call. <laughs> yeah, seriously, it took three hours for him to get into that every day. That's crazy. That man it, is an actor. Yeah, because now you can just CGI it. Yeah. But I have Coke to Pablo. Because I love her. She was in NCIS for a while. I don't watch NCIS. She was uh, Ziva David. I could see her as Agent Brand. Agent Brand is the director of S.W.O.R.D., which is the 
Space Branch oh, of Shield. Yeah, she's the one with the green hair. Right? The green hair, she's yeah. Half alien or something. I don't think so. Could be wrong there, but um, she's very, she's very stone cold because she does, because she faces threats that uh, will destroy the world. So she kills anyone that she needs to. She just uh, betrays anyone that she needs to, and it's all very justifiable because if she doesn't, the world ends. Kind like, of like uh, literally, the world explodes. Kind of a little like Amanda Waller. Who's that? In the comics. Uh, she's a person from DC Comics who's like this really high up like government executive who runs the Suicide Squad and she basically like just knows everything about superheroes and is always doesn't really trust them so she's always sending her team off on like the tough missions that'll destroy the world that the heroes can't go on. Mm. And she's kind of like you know she'll just screw over anybody she really doesn't care. Sounds like her whole thing is like, I have to save the world. I don't care what I have to do to do it. Yeah. Sounds similar. The last person I have is Rose Leslie. And I've only seen her in um, The Last Witch Hunter. It's, I don't think it's that bad of a movie. It's pretty good. I've heard of that. Oh, it's uh, with The Rock, I believe. Yeah, can you look it up? The Last Witch Hunter. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's thing. Vin Diesel. Oh, Vin Diesel. Okay. Groot. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, speaking of Dwayne Johnson, he could be the thing. <laughs> He's already Shazam, though. He could be the thing, but... DC, well, DC scooped him up. Yeah, no, he's not Shazam. He's, 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 um, he's the villain. He's like drawing a blank on the guy's Oh, okay. Name, yeah, but... I was wondering. Um, so I have Rose Leslie, and... Yes, yeah, so she played... She was a, a witch in The Last Witch last witch Hunter. But I liked her. I think that she could fit in as someone. I mean, I also had her down for Agent Brand, but I like Cote de Pablo's Agent Brand better. So, I don't really know. Is it Rose Leslie? Ro- yeah. She could be a Jean Grey, honestly. She looks familiar. She was in something... Uh, oh, oh, she's in Game of Thrones. Oh, is she really? Yeah, she's um, she's the the wildling who Jon Snow um, Jon Snow marries. No way. Kit Harrington actually married in real life. Oh, well, she's yeah, she's a yeah, yeah, she's, she's, got, she's got some then. star credit. Yeah, yeah, I could see her as Jean Grey. I mean, that would that would uh, if her and um, Sophie Turner are close, that would be a little awkward. <laughs> Rose Leslie, that's good. Oh yeah. Oh, look at me go. <laughs> Do you have anyone else last minute to add? I mean, I guess we'll throw Kit Harrington in there somewhere. Okay. Because, you know, world needs more Jon Snow. So why not? Right. Yeah, why not? I mean, we know the Marvel Cinematic Universe is just going to get bigger. And I think eventually that they'll go to alternate universes. So, like, from there it could get infinitely bigger. So there's plenty of, plenty of characters to go around, lots of actors. And like I said at the beginning... I'm totally fine if they just cast someone random, but as long... Like, they've done that with the X-Men movies. Mm. Seriously, as long as they do a good job with the character, I'd be down for it. Yeah, I feel... Because I actually like most of the cast in the X-Men movies that they have now. I just feel like they don't get a lot of good material to work with. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I don't think Sophie Turner is a bad actress. I just think she hasn't gotten anything good to work with in those movies. Right. I think everyone knows my stance on the X-Men movies. It's not a good one. Dark Phoenix isn't coming out. Oh, right. I'm calling it. Right, we've said that. It's just going to be released on Disney+. Plus. (laughs) That would actually be just, like, such a power move by Disney. 
to buy Fox and be like, screw your movie. <laughs> I mean, they can... Uh, uh, between the two of them, I hope they release New Mutants. Yeah. Like, that's the one I actually am just interested in seeing. Really because I really want to see Magic. I want to see Magic. Magic is one of my favorite X-Men, and... Plus Maisie Williams. Oh, yeah, she plays um, Wolfsbane. Wolfsbane, yeah. Yeah. And the kid from uh, Stranger Things. Okay. Well, the older brother of Will. Okay. Oh, yeah. Right, as Sunspot or something. I don't know. I think he has fire Sunspot powers. Or Cannonball Cannonball. Or Sam Guthrie. Yeah. Yes. X-Men are my thing. <laughs> um, but, yeah... Send us... Sorry, that's my watch jingling. Um, send us your thoughts. Who would you want to see? Or if you agree with us, let us know. If you disagree, let us know. We want to hear your thoughts. Yeah, any characters you want to see in the MCU and who you'd love to see play them. Definitely. And again, as always, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And like, subscribe, and rate us on iTunes, Spotify, and Podbean. Really appreciate it, because the more people who listen to our show, the more uh, the more iTunes pushes us up in the ratings, or however it works, and the more we get noticed. That's right, and we've been noticed by Elizabeth Henstridge and Marvel Movie News, as we've said, so, like, we're out there. We're making progress. It's just to, you know, help us out if you like our podcast. Mm-hmm. Help us um, compete with the big boys at podcasting. Yeah, and then you can start seeing us at Comic-Cons, because that, that's my ultimate goal. I want to be on a panel. <laughs> and we won't bully you, like the panel we went to where I got bullied by a podcast that will not be named. Oh, that was funny. <laughs> but again, thanks for tuning in. Yeah, thank you very much, and yeah, keep marveling. Thank you for tuning in to this week's Marvel Therapy Group, where together we can work through our comic thoughts and learn to live beside them. Views expressed are of the host only and do not reflect Marvel Studios or comics in any way. Hosts are in no way qualified to provide therapy. This is simply the name of the podcast. This has been another Marvel Therapy Group session.